morning. It's good to be here, and I'm so glad to have all of you listening to our Prairie Doc radio program. As Bob said, Rick Holm is our Prairie Doc, and he's in the studio ready to answer your questions of a medical nature. Dr. Holm's specialty is internal medicine. He's a physician with the Avera Medical Group Brookings. He's a clinical professor at the University of South Dakota Sanford School of Medicine. And along with all of that, he works with South Dakota State University conducting medical research. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, John. Good to have you here, and I always look forward to having our current guest with us. You know, I heard Gwen saying that this is uh, uh, Oktoberfest. We think beer, we think fiber, but more importantly, this is National Physical Therapy Month. Isn't that something? (laughs) And with that in mind, we have Chuck McCulloch joining us. Chuck McCulloch is a physical therapist with the Avira Medical Group Brookings. Welcome, Chuck. Good morning. Nice to have you here. I see you down my hallway almost every day, and it's it's a pleasure. Uh, we're t- National Physical Therapy Month. That's an amazing, uh, you know, uh, national uh, yearly event. Uh, yeah, every parent. year in October, uh, for the month of October, our national organization celebrates uh, physical therapy. We also use it as a big uh, chance to really have a big push for uh, patient education and to uh, increase some knowledge uh, across the country. So, uh, you know, they these kinds of things, they generally pick one particular topic that's probably should be pushed. Uh, and uh, so what would be the topic this year? Well, for this, this year's topic is uh, how physical therapy helps address pain. And uh, our, our role as physical therapists to help people with dealing with either acute pain, or like, like after surgery or an, an injury like a sprained ankle, or even at a greater extent, chronic pain. So people with people like uh, have problems like chronic low back pain, uh, fibromyalgia, things like that. Right. You know, a uh, trend has been in this country over the last 10, 20, 30, 50 years, maybe even 100 years, has been to think that the answer for health is in the direction of a pill of some kind, some concoction, some... Um, um, uh, uh, f- fancy uh, stuff that uh, a, a salesman would drive through the little towns and have their uh, their s- magical m- mystery tour and, and push this particular tonic or this particular uh, you know Kickapoo Joy Juice or whatever it may be to to sell because a pill should be the answer for all of that ails us. But the truth is. We're, we're focusing on is exercise. So Our answer is exercise. So let's talk about pain since, since uh, too many uh, narcotics are being prescribed, and we know that many of which do not end up in the hands of the person who is having quote-unquote pain. It ends up sold to in, uh, behind the alleys to the people who are uh, becoming addicted and dependent on uh, some kind of a pill form of finding an escape. Uh, and but so but still there are a lot of people who get pills 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 for pain and there are better ways what do we know about that what we know about exercise it's what our ancestors used when we didn't have things like pills movement uh, is the key when we move we stimulate our nervous system to be thinking about things other than pain we stimulate blood flow increase blood flow we help decrease swelling when we move um, it is also psychologically very good for a person. And, and you look at today, get outside today and walk. You'll oh feel good about yourself on oh this beautiful day. It is a beautiful day. 
Well, on I, that note, we should take a break. Okay. But uh, right. I'm so happy to have Chuck here and a chance to talk about physical therapy. If you have any questions of Chuck or of Dr. Holm, why don't you give us a call at 692-1430, and we will be back right after these words. Hi, welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. We're happy to have you listening today. Dr. Rick Holm is here with me, and also our guest in the studio is Chuck McCulloch, who's a physical therapist with the Avira Medical Group Brookings, and we're talking about... Uh, first of all, it's Physical Therapy Month, National Physical Therapy Month, but more importantly, how can you avoid overtaking pills and actually avoid pain? And uh, Chuck's answer is exercise. A real surprise to oh, Dr. Holm. <laughs> oh, and am I not happy to hear that, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So let's look at the classic case, and I've seen this time and time again. A person has a bad chronic knee pain, right? So they, they, their knee is bad, they've complained about it, they've been to the primary care, they went to the orthopedist, the orthopedist said you need to have surgery, you, we're gonna replace it, it's bone on ba- bone. They go in and they put a total knee uh, in them and post-operatively, it hurts. Well, it's kinda like they have the memory of the pain and it hurts to move it because they've just had major surgery in that joint and they're very reluctant to do the movement. They are and what I like to do is those parts that they put in, they're made to move. I mean, the research that's, they're, they're, they work fine. It's convincing the rest of the body, hey, it's time to move. Um, the worst thing to do is just sit there. I mean, you're thinking in your brain, this hurts, don't move it. But it's, it's fixed. And that's my job as a physical therapist to educate the patient. But what happens is when you're stagnant or you're just sitting there, we have a situation where the swelling just sits. And think of those old, you don't push it out. Yeah, of think of those old uh, sloughs that you saw growing up. I've walked through many of them. You walked through many. They're not a lot of fun. <laughs> no. <laughs> so. Stagnant and smelly and dirty, <laughs> icky old water. But the body <clears throat> learns that, well, I don't have to do anything. I can just sit there. And there's enough research that has been done that shows that actually it heals weaker when you don't move. Movement teaches the body to say, hey, muscles, you got to be stronger. When the muscle contracts, think of it like a pump squeezes out that swelling. When the muscle contracts and the tissue moves, it teaches that tissue to be supple and pliable and move. Um, It is one of these things where movement fires special neurological receptors, your nerves, and it thinks about moving. Think about the times like you smack your funny bone and you're like, oh, it hurts. So you just kind of move it a little bit or maybe you you tweak your ankle a little bit and you just want to walk it off, that's your body's way of saying, please do something so I can not think about this pain. And actually in the long run, it blocks that pain, but also rehabilitates that that joint thinking, hey, I can move, I can do this and be strong. One of the things that I've been working with is uh, my exercise groups. We've got these uh, eight groups of 12 and we're meeting Mondays and Tuesdays. And one of the things that we're teaching is about stretching. And it's interesting that a muscle, you know, uh, if it contracts, it squeezes and it makes things move. But if it contracts and stays there, it gets stiff and it doesn't move, if you don't stretch it out, you can't bring on movement. That's the the diastolic part of the heart. If the heart doesn't dilate, then it can't, when it squeezes, it doesn't push any blood out. You've gotta have stretching uh, that to to allow uh, contraction. And so if the um, the person with a bad knee 
doesn't move it. There's no stretching. There's no muscle working that is going to be able to make it move. You don't get it to move. The pain persists. You can't, uh, you, you don't stretch it out. You, it becomes more and more stiff until you can't move it. Uh, so my, I, I, it's an amazing thing to me that the best treatment for pain is not to stay still because everybody wants to do that, yeah. but it's to move. Right. And as in physical therapy, our job is to find that level of success. You know, not everyone's going to be able to move the exact same way. You know, maybe someone who's uh, 90 years old with a knee that maybe can't have a knee replacement. Right. We can teach that person some exercises they can do that will not cause more joint problems if it's bone on bone. We can find that. Just like if we have a 18-year-old who has an ACL repair and needs to get back to sports, of course, we got to have a higher level of activity. We, as physical therapists, understand each generation and ages you had to take different considerations into play. If you were going to recommend for people who had chronic overall pain, uh, what exercise or what kind of activity would you recommend for them? I like to integrate things. For example, uh, if you walk, you can get some fresh air, you can keep moving, you get some leg strength. If it's a situation where you're maybe you have a knee that can't do walking because of arthritis, we can do some sitting exercises. I believe, for me, I believe the walking is number one. And I tell you what, if your knees are all right, I love stairs. I, hey, that's yes, I do. And um, my father-in-law, I got to meet him as a patient many, many, many years ago. That was one of my favorite things. I said, you know, he was a situation where he's quite weak and he had uh, uh, Guillain-Barre and I got to work with him. and. We got him working on some step-ups and some stairs, and, uh, you know, thankfully his joints were fine. He just was incredibly weak, and uh, to this day, he still teases me about doing stairs. So if you do, uh, if you have a person walk upstairs mm -hmm. one direction, yep. do you have them back downstairs back ways sometimes? Sometimes. Because that does the... That and sometimes I even have them do sideways. Oh, that's interesting. Because they can hold on to the railing. And everyone's a little different. And that's the unique thing. That's what I love about my profession. Every, and just like you as a physician, every person's unique. Every person has a unique thing. And we can find that thing that they do. And quite frankly, I a lot of times like to ask a patient, you know, what do you like to do? Well, I like watching Jeopardy. Yeah. Okay, great. You know what we're going to do? <laughs> Here's 10 exercises you're going to do during Jeopardy. And as you're sitting there and you love it, you can keep you going there. So um, to find that level of success so that you get compliance so that people do it, um, it builds on it. So there's a, this German group of exercises, and they talk about exercises to improve balance. Mm -hmm. And one of them is, a, you know, putting, uh, it's sort of like walking the tight rope. Yes. Uh, and that you either walk or you just hold still, but you, and you can be close to a wall or a table so that, you know, if you lose your balance, you've got something to catch you but that um that that w that that kind of a balance exercise is very important what do you think of that before That's you answer that i'm going to take okay. a break but i really think that balance is an important component as you get older you need to have that balance and i'd love to hear chuck's response to that and we'll be back right after these words Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I was rather rude interrupting chuck there but i thought we should get another break in and i knew chuck thinks a lot about balance and its importance, so I want to hear your response to Dr. Holmes' question, how important is balance uh, as we get older? And it, crucial. 
crucial. There's well, very important, hips. like, yeah, fractured hips, you name it. Um, and it's a skill. And the standing, like, heel to toe, like you're doing, a, like you're walking on the, the, the tightrope, wonderful exercise because it gives you a little bit of a challenge. And maybe you do that by the kitchen counter so that if you do wobble a little bit, you can grab a hold. Uh, in previous times I've visited the program here, I've talked about standing on one leg just to get one leg standing, just to teach that body how to do it. It's a skill the body can learn. You can look like a crane. But that's the, the issue. Um, uh, and, th and that's one of the things that they're saying worldwide is that to keep from falling, you need to work on balance. And it isn't just strengthening. It has to do with practicing balance. Practicing. I, you, you don't got to practice yeah. or you won't, you, it won't work. You if don't you brush practice your walking. You don't walk across the tightrope. Right. You don't brush your teeth once every week or two, right? No, hopefully I mean, not. You, hopefully <laughs> not. You need to do it every day. You need to keep things moving. You hooked me up with a series of articles, uh, a studies done in nursing homes at 90-plus-year-old, 95-year-olds. Even that group improved with intervention. Right. So if you're 90, you may not do the same exercises as a 60-year-old, but you'll still have benefit. You know, yep. there are people listening to this program who are fascinated with the uh, the ability to improve yourself with the help of a physical therapist. Can you just call physical therapy and get an appointment? Do you have to have a recommendation from a doctor? Who should see a physical therapist? Maybe put it that way. Well, okay. Um, obviously, uh, we're often guided due to insurance. In our state, in South Dakota, you can give me a call and we could you know, legally we can work with you and see you. Uh, but for example, Medicare requires that you work with your physician, which I love. I love to have a team approach with patients. Uh, there's many of our private insurances. We can just see you and get things working. There's been some nice, uh, nice uh, research on that. Actually, you know, we can get a person started sooner than later with their rehabilitation. Um, a person that should see physical therapy is maybe a person who's dealing with either a, either you know, fresh new pain or, or maybe long-term pain. Or I like to look at it as if a person has a change in how they live and function, that's where I can step in. How a person can have a better quality of life. And if you feel like your life is not the quality you want, like, gosh darn it, I'm having a hard time getting out of that chair. Yeah. That's a quality of life issue. We can improve that. Okay. And that's kind of my summary. Okay. I'll, I'll, um, I'm going to move into the, my favorite exercise. And you said it earlier, Chuck. <laughs> uh, you said walking. And if you look at what we were physiologically built to do the most for the last 50,000 years, it was as we, uh, after we came out of the trees and became uh, upright uh, walkers uh, so that we could see the enemy coming over the next hill, uh, and see far farther away than if we were crouched on the ground. Uh, the walking uh, has been the what we do. And uh, to, to forage, to find food, you, uh, the, they theorized that the, the, uh, the, the um, hunter-gatherers would have to walk 10 miles every day to gather enough food in which to survive, with which to survive. Uh, walking is physiologically really neat. And if you think about walking on an unlevel ground you know you learn balance doing that if you're if you're all you're walking on is a treadmill or a perfect a flat 
uh, area, you're not going to have as many challenges and you won't teach yourself the balance issues. So balance is one of the things that we need to have to keep from falling. So walking is an important thing. Now, the, the problem is we walk and oops, I fell. Uh, and uh, so one of the things that I've been suggesting to my walkers is a, uh, a walking stick. And it isn't really a walking stick for support. You really don't need it for support. You need it to know where you are in time and space. It's a proprioception uh, help. So a person would benefit, for example, from a yardstick. Just tapping the yardstick, knowing where you are uh, with, a, with a yardstick. Uh, I'm not suggesting a yardstick. I kind of like a walking stick oh, yeah. or these cross-country ski like poles. Or even like me, I just went down to a local hardware store and picked up a bunch of wooden dowels. Really? Really simple. Uh, are you using them in walking? or Absolutely. I have a couple different sizes. I have uh, a very tall one I like to use for, let's say you had a stroke. Mm -hmm. And I want, you know, one side of your body's weak. I'll, I'll have a person hold on to that taller stick so it pulls them upright. Okay. Because not only are they upright, they're working on their core. They're working on their balance. If I can get them walking, they can work their cardiovascular conditioning. They can also build that strength up in that leg that is weak. So, you know, as you, you know, there's this whole litany of things that we can improve on. You know, you get them upright. I, I hadn't thought about, I keep thinking about you know, when you go on a hike, you keep looking around for the perfect stick that's going <laughs> to be just the right <laughs> one. And then you find it, you break it. Well, that's too soft. No, okay, that's too hard. That's too thick. That's too heavy. Oh, this is the right one. But if you get a big, thick dowel, Cut it the right good. length. That's I, the ideal walking stick, isn't uh, you it? You know, and sometimes you need it for a little project at home, too. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got to get another <laughs> one. I'll tell you, about a year ago, I was uh, exercising, to pre preparing for a 24-mile walk with my daughter and my granddaughter overseas. It was a wonderful walk. Didn't know what to do, and I thought, I have to have balance. So I got two of the walking sticks because it was over rough territory. And I thought, where am I going to work out? And I thought I'd mention this for people in Brookings who want to practice in a rough terrain, you can go over and park in Macquarie Gardens parking lot. You don't have to be a member of Macquarie Gardens. And instead of going left into the garden, go right into the Arboretum. There's a wonderful path through the trees. You'd be surprised at how beautiful that Arboretum is becoming. Mm -hmm. They've worked a lot in the past two years building sure it up. Have, and it's a phenomenal walk, and it's uneven. So you have your walking sticks, you can practice, and uh, it's a nice path through the woods. Oh. It's a lovely walk. So if anyone wants to practice their rough walking, that's a good <laughs> There's place. There's a good place. Tell us about your walking sticks. Well, I got a set of walking sticks at an athletic store. It just, I, I felt better with the two sticks, and believe me, I would not have completed that walk. We were over farmland through somewhat so thick, smelly cross country stuff. skis, walking, yes, walking that, that type thing. And I probably you don't need two, but I knew if I was going to make it 20 miles, I needed a lot of the help I could get. And they gave me the balance I needed. You know, yeah. I'd like to think I improved my balance with exercise, but I really needed that in order to do that walk. And it, the walk was phenomenal. I, you know, I'd time. love for this town to be the walking stick capital of the world. There you go. <laughs> you know, I, you, I really felt a little silly using the sticks in silly. town. So I was trying to figure out a yeah. place I could walk with so those sticks that I didn't look ridiculous. You really care what people I did thinking. I really did <laughs> I mean <laughs> the people would come out of the house them. and say what are you doing Joe <laughs> forget about it who, forget care, about who it? the okay. heck cares about what anybody else is thinking if you're out there walking and they're sitting in their living room on their duff who's the one that's better off I mean that person outside there I think the idea of not falling and breaking anything and exercising 
is a good idea. So Absolutely. a stick is a, I think a walking stick or two walking sticks is a good idea. Bob well, is full of thought there. Walking gonna, sticks. Yeah. Bob isn't He's laughing, thinking of me walking through town with those no, sticks. No, no. Hey, we had a call and a woman wanted to know, she commented, her husband's 72. He said he's too tired to exercise. He doesn't have any medical condition to prevent exercise, but he worked hard all his life. And in retirement, he says he's earned the right to just sit around. Yeah. How can he be motivated? <laughs> Is his lack of exercise going to be harmful yeah, to his health? Yeah, it's going to kill him. Now, well, let me put it this tell way. him that. It's, it's going to kill him. You know, and if you don't believe me, uh, just talk to any of the nurses up there and see who, who die. I mean, the people who, who work all their life, they worked hard, they worked hard, they worked hard. Retirement, I'm done. Couch, dead. I mean, uh, you know, you, you, you <laughs> boy, black and white. Right? I mean, <laughs> it, it, I mean, it's not a perfect story, and of course, people die from things that are out of the blue for no reason, and and I hope some, people, <laughs> some people are, don't do well. But I mean, uh, do well, not doing the right thing. There's smokers who live to their 99. You know, I mean, I it, it's uh, you know, all of the perfect world uh, doesn't work. People are different, so different. But my personal bias is. That what happens is uh, when you sit on that couch, you lose your joy. Yeah. Well, let me give you the the carrot approach to that caller. You know, okay. I you could turn around and say, um, "Do you want to have more energy?" Because as I know, this seems counterintuitive, but as you exercise and energy build up your comes. strength up, you will have more energy. What else does it do? It prevents Alzheimer's disease. There you go. It also enhances heart. And lung disease, uh, lung strength, it it makes the kidneys work better. Uh, but the biggest one is an exercise program helps prevent depression or treat depression. And if he in his retirement he wants to go on vacation, boy, it'd be sure nice if he was had enough energy to go to enjoy to go those things <laughs> to go on those vacations. So, you know, sometimes you gotta, sometimes in physical therapy or as a physician, you gotta find that in, like what. To give, give them that, that carrot, what gets them going, huh? But sometimes you have to use a stick. Okay. I, I really think that, um, you know, uh, people who have chronic pain get worse by sitting. People who have uh, weakness, it, it, when they come in and they say, I'm so tired, I'm so weak, and you find out how much exercise they're doing, mm -hmm. it's because you're not exercising. Uh, you know, people right. who are sad, it, no antidepressant works unless you add the exercise to it. And maybe you have to start with sitting exercises maybe maybe that person is so deconditioned that maybe we have to start simple but you can always build from there yeah i think and you have to build Gotta slowly of course that's the point but mm -hmm. but build absolutely well we're going to take a break this is our final break and we'll be back right after these words hi i'm joan hogan welcome back to per, uh, physical therapy month we're so happy to have you listening we have dr rick home here and uh, Chuck McCulloch, our physical therapist in Brookings, and we've been talking about the value of exercise, of balance, of walking, of getting off your tush and doing something with your life. I don't want to totally drop this subject, but we should mention what you're doing tomorrow night on South Dakota Public Television. You're going to be talking with Dr. John Birdall, and he's with the Vance Thompson Vision Center in Sioux Falls, and it's all about glaucoma tomorrow night, right? right? Glaucoma will be the topic, uh, but it, it will be uh, John Beardall is also a general ophthalmologist from Vance Thompson. We'll have an interview uh, by uh, Greg Osmondson, who is a glaucoma specialist from Ophthalmology LTD. 
uh, and uh, we'll have interviews of, of some people who've lost their vision. It's going to be about uh, loss of vision. And, you know, glaucoma will be the concentrated uh, point, but we will talk about macular degeneration. We will talk about uh, cataracts. We will talk about anything anybody wants to call in. It's a live show tomorrow night. It'll be a great show. We have John Birdall, and it'll, it'll be wonderful to, to hear him. He's really quite a personality. He's, he, was, he met the president uh, last uh, couple months ago when he was getting an award for his work on glaucoma and or eye pressure in uh, astronauts, which oh is, I mean, you know, it, this be, you know, there's some interesting things. What is glaucoma? It's increased pressure in the eye, but then there's also normal pressure glaucoma. So, I mean, it's a... You can really learn a, a lot. It would be a very interesting story. Okay. I'm going to learn a lot. The one thing that surprised me, uh, probably my last eye visit, the doctor said, well, you might have a little start of cataracts. We'll watch it. You know, if you live long enough, you will have cataracts. I never knew that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess a lot of people knew that, but it surprised me. Uh, So anyone, you know, who's upwards of 70, if you live long enough, you're more likely to have cataracts. So this would be a very good show for you to watch, learning about glaucoma and almost every everything of your eye and yes. we all want to retain our vision as long as we can we're pretty short on time we've been so happy to have chuck mcculloch here is there something you'd like yeah, to close take home. with chuck yeah take, take home, home message. message chuck you know my take home message for everyone is find the thing you can do and keep moving even in south dakota when it's 20 below there are can, things and you, you can, can do, do your balance exercises at your kitchen table or kitchen counter and when you have a day like today get out and enjoy it just savor it because a couple months from now we're going to be freezing our, you right. know what's off. Tush is <laughs> off. Tush. But I would say also that uh, unless it's below zero, and unless the ice uh, is thick on the sidewalks, most of the time the sidewalks are uh, relatively stable. And you can, when you have the boots that you need to have to walk in the winter of South Dakota, you can get out of that igloo and you can get going every day. Uh, sometime outside, let those sun rays pierce your pupils and fill your body with vitamin d and all the greatness that happens from the sun and and soak that in we don't get enough of the sun six months out of the year here and so it's important to try to get out okay well on that note we do hope all of you've enjoyed our prairie doc radio program and we'll listen again for prairie doc brought to you by the avira medical group brookings as always you can hear and see more from dr holm online at prairiedoc.org Thanks, Chuck, for joining us today, and thank you, Rick. That's all till next week. Thank you, Joan, and thank, thank, you. thank you, Chuck and Bob, and stay healthy up.